You're listening to Divorce Literacy with the Divorce Lending Association, a divorce podcast where we dig deep into issues of divorce that center around the marital home, other real property, and divorce mortgage planning, helping divorcing homeowners and their divorce team make more informed decisions regarding home equity solutions during and after divorce. Hi, everybody. I am Jody Bruns, president and founder of the Divorce Lending Association and the CDLP Certified Divorce Lending Professional designation. Thank you for joining me today on divorcepodcast.com. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing you to one of our longtime CDLPs, Carla Kite with the Kite team in Denver, Colorado. Hello, Carla. Hi, Jody. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, so I was looking up going back to when you and I first met. And you came to one of our live CDLP trainings in Arizona back in 2018. I think it was 2017. I don't was know. It 2017. I'm not. I'm not sure. I think. You but know I'm what? Not sure. I but it was in Arizona. Yeah, I think it was 2017. I believe you're right. But you know, then it was only a two day workshop. Uh-huh. It has grown to a full three days. I did not even know that. Yep. And we barely get done in that time. It's just, there's just so much to always grow and share. So, so can I tell you really quick, my story about that that for me? Yeah. Um, So, and I tell this when I'm teaching my CEs um, for realtors too, is that prior to having my CDLP, I really didn't, I mean, I didn't know about it first of all. And then when I found out about it, I was just like, well, yeah, I'll pop down to Arizona. I'll go visit my friends while I'm down there, do this two-day course and get this certification so that I have some letters, you know, behind my name. And, um, and I, I didn't have a team at that time. It was just me. And I thought this is easy. I know I've been a lender for so long. I understand everything. I'll just sit there and work all day while I'm doing this certification. And I remember sitting in your class and I had my laptop open. I remember working. (laughs) (laughs) And about 30 minutes into the class, I shut my laptop and I was like, wow, I was blown away because I just, I didn't know what I, what I didn't know. Um, And that's what I tell people today when they don't understand what it is that we do. They, they just, they don't know what they don't know. Um, So it was, it was hugely impactful. Well, good. I'm glad. And I'm glad that you're still with us today. So Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. I always prefer to let you guys introduce yourself rather than me reading, you know, a bio, but just starting out, tell us where you're located. I know that you have a team now and you're in the Denver area, but what areas do you service? How long have you been in the business? And then wrap that up with why, you know, What piqued your interest in working with divorcing homeowners and family law professionals? Yeah. Um, So, yes, I am in Denver. Um, I have been in the business just over 25 years now. And my daughter has actually joined my team. And she's also a CDLP, which is important because, well, she took your course just in the last year. Mm -hmm. Um, So sometimes I think she knows more than me. But, um, (laughs) but of course, I have more experience just because of my time in the business. But it's nice to have um, somebody else that can also talk to our clients when they call in. It's not always just me. And she helps me do some problem solving too. So that's really great. 
So I will say that prior to getting my CDLP, I always, when I was working with divorcing clients, I was always like, why don't attorneys call us before they put this shit in writing, right? Because they're forcing their clients to agree to something that they can't do. You know, if they're saying you have to refinance the house in a certain amount of time or you have to sell, well, if they can't qualify because of something that was written wrong in that agreement, then how could they, why would they ask them to agree to this? So I always question that. And then when I was talking to a mediator who turned me on to the CDLP, um, that was really my initial reason why I went and got my CDLP. But I have to tell you that recently, um, and it's it it's so great that I finally have the time, probably because Kelsey is my partner and she's taking care of business while I'm really pursuing just the divorce lending. But after going through what we went through in the last couple of years with COVID and the amount of business that we had, I really went through some pretty good burnout. And this business is hard, right? So for me to be able to work with divorcing couples, I feel so appreciated. I feel like what I'm doing really makes a difference. It really, I mean, it really matters to people. So um, for myself, it feels better, right? Um, and it makes me want to kind of get up and and keep pursuing this every day because I'm really, I'm back to where I really feel like I'm helping people. Nice. Um, you know, and it's not just, you know, people, you know, what's your rate or how fast can you get us closed or, you know, blowing me up at 10 o'clock at night or whatever. And I'm, we're always happy to help, but it, these clients are just different. They're so grateful for the help that you provide. I mean, people have called me a magician. <laughs> That's good. So yeah. tell me that, tell us some of your magic acts, you know, give us an example of maybe either their family law team brought you in or they called you directly and how, what you see is like a common theme as to how they're structured, you know, where their settlement is and how you've been able to approach it from a divorce mortgage planning perspective and completely change the outcome. I have so many stories. So I have to <laughs> think which one, which one or ones I want to share. I think um, most recently um, I, I help, I actually helped a realtor to get somebody under contract on a purchase because um what happened with her was they were divorced eight months ago and very, very amicable. And I find that's when people make the most mistakes is when they're very amicable because they think that what they're doing um, is they're just being nice and it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense for us from a lending perspective. So in this case, they were divorced back in February. Um, they still had the marital home. They weren't putting it on the market until last month. And so instead of him paying her the maintenance that was awarded to her, he just continued putting his paycheck into their joint account and all of the bills were paid from that account. So he never paid her maintenance. So here they are, they list their home and she is a paraprofessional at the school. So I can only verify like 2,200 a month income for her. And so her plan was to take the proceeds from the sale and put some down, but not all of it down to purchase a new home. Well, I can't qualify her for anything here in Denver with 2,200 a month in income. I can't use her maintenance payment because it's never been paid to her. 
So what I did was over about a two week period of time, we worked out if he would just start paying her, we had two days left in October to get that October payment in, start paying her in October so that moving forward in six months, we can, she can either wait and she can purchase then. But what I really helped her figure out was how she could pay cash for the new house because she is getting a, a large chunk from the sale. Um, she can pay cash for the house. And then in six months, we can refinance. We can use that maintenance as income and pull that money back out. So she's very fortunate, right? Because she's making enough that she can pay cash. Most people aren't in that situation. Right. But what made her nervous is she's going to be completely drained. She will have no cash for six months, you know? So I was really able to help her work with her, work with her realtor. We went back and forth, like I said, for about two weeks. So I could get her like in that comfort zone to know that she just had to last six months. And then, and then we can get, you know, we can pull back out like three, 400,000 cash for her and she can kind of stick that back in her savings. So that yeah. was just one. You know, that is, it, it is so common, you know, these divorcing couples, you know, they're tired of bickering, you know, and they want to be able to both move on. And even if it started off amicable or not, yeah. you know, in the end, I have found with all of the divorcing clients I work with, they get tired of hurting the other person, you know, so they just want to somehow mutually come up with an agreement that benefits both of them. It just smooths out the conflict. They're done with it. And you're right. When they do that, these innocent mistakes happen, you know, so what you were describing obviously is our, you know, sometimes the netting effect even. You know, two different things are happening in that scenario in my brain. You know, it's not uncommon for one spouse to pay the mortgage payment directly because mm-hmm. their name is still on the mortgage and they don't want any late payments. So let's say that the husband, for example, was responsible for paying $5,000 a month in support. And then the wife was supposed to, out of that five grand, make the mortgage payment. So the husband says, I'll make the mortgage payment directly, give you the balance. That's netting it out. They think it's a great solution. Everyone's happy. But again, the spouse receiving can't use the income because it's not stable, consistent, or paid as ordered. And then your, your example, they put it into a joint checking account. That's paying yourself alimony. You can't do that. Yeah. You know, so... That is a point made right there why a divorce lending professional such as yourself should be brought into the settlement stage, the negotiation stage of every divorce when mortgage financing and real property are involved because only us can recognize these red flags and help make sure that everyone's on the same page, everybody understands so that there is no delay. and. Somebody doesn't have to go through the band-aid period, if you will, yeah. of six months. So, right. well, and that's, I think that's kind of my problem now, like with, with approaching, you know, other divorce professionals. Um, like I had an attorney really slam the door in my face a couple of weeks ago. Stay, he said that his clients were all high net worth and they already had their connections with their lenders. That's fine. I guarantee you their lenders aren't CDLPs. 
And if they really are looking out for their clients, they'll make sure that a CDLP is involved to advise people properly. Like these people didn't need me eight months ago or a year ago when they started their divorce. But if they would have had that little bit of knowledge at that time, we wouldn't be in the place that we are today with them. And we found a solution, luckily. Luckily, like you said, most people aren't that lucky. Right. Most people would be renting now. Yeah. I find that one of the best comebacks to the family law professionals who, you know, they, they push back on the need to integrate divorce mortgage planning into their process is because they know the law. Great. That is your job. You should know the law. But what may be available as a legal option may not be a mortgage option. Right. You know, and why put our clients in that position at the end of just great, the sky's falling. I'm not going to be able to do this. So according to my court order, now I'm going to have to sell the house, you know, when they were supposed to be able to refinance because they don't realize how much divorce throws a wrench into the traditional way of obtaining mortgage financing. Yeah. And it's really just, it's really just having somebody knowledgeable like us in place to help make sure all of those pieces are in place. Right. You know, it's not, it's not that we need to necessarily change. Like we're not trying to change a law or anything. We're just trying to make sure that we can work it into what we do so that they can gain an approval. Yeah. You know, and Yeah. I don't understand why any divorce professionals are closed-minded to us because we don't even cost them anything or their clients anything. Yeah. And we're not there to compete against them. No. basically just there as a supporting cast member, if you will, to make sure that what they are proposing is going to marry in divorce. It's going to marry very well with how we can execute on the mortgage in for them. Yeah. Yeah. So I have another story. Yes, absolutely. Okay. I have a, this is a good one. I tell this one at all of my CEs too. So I had this couple, this is back in 2018. Um, and this woman was referred to me because her lender could not get her approved. She was divorced and she was under contract to purchase using a conventional loan. So she had been divorced for four months. She had received her child support and her maintenance on time for four months. Um, but they couldn't get her approved. Well, first of all, they didn't know the whole three-month rule with FHA. So that was easy to flip it to FHA. But the problem was, um, so her support was going to continue long enough for the child support because the kids were young. But her maintenance, when it was put in place, it was only put in place for three years total, right? So we needed it to continue for three years from the purchase. So I said, okay, guys, how about if we do this? And super amicable marriage. Um, He was keeping the marital home. She was buying a new home. So I said, let's take the remainder of your payments and let's stretch them out over a longer period of time so that they will continue for three years after we close. So this was in December. And these guys had to go down to the courts and get a modification between Christmas and New Year's. I'm not kidding you. And I was like, this is never going to happen. They're never going to get this done. They did. And I think most of the reason that they were able to get that done is because they were so amicable and they were really trying to help each other. So of course we got her closed the first, first or second week in January. But what I didn't know was that he was also trying to refinance the home and remove her name. 
And he was struggling because what he was paying out was too much. And so when we decreased that maintenance payment, it also helped him refi. I didn't do his refi, but I helped them get it done just for that reason, because I stretched that out longer and lowered it for him. So that was, that was a huge win-win story. And that's, that's definitely one of my favorites. And it was also like one of my early on deals as a CDLP. You know, what I have found is that even if it's not a hundred percent amicable, you know, as long as they understand, if we can explain it to them in the context of divorce, in the context of mortgages, again, that intersection, you know, that huge clash, if we just have the opportunity to explain to everybody involved, the, the law team, you know, the husband or both spouses, et cetera, as long as they understand, then they're more willing to, you know, bend and move on their position. But yeah. when they don't know and you don't have somebody intelligently explain to them, this is what our issue is. This is how it was structured. This is what the requirement is. Here's a solution. I always find that they are more willing to work with you if you can just explain it to them in terms that they understand. Yeah. So I think that's and awesome. feeling like they're just forced to do something. I think always when they know the reason why, I mean, in lending in general, if you explain to people why, they're more willing to give you what you need. Yeah. So yeah. if you can leave our listeners with one tip today in regards to handling their divorce, handling their mortgage financing, whether it's refinance or purchasing, what would that be? I would say call me as soon as possible um, or as CDLP because what I hear from every, I mean, literally every single person I talk to is, I wish I would have talked to you sooner. I wish I would have called you six months ago. That is what I always get. And it's no, I, I don't, people have problems calling lenders for whatever reasons. I don't know why, because we're really just providing information in the very beginning um, but just know that that's what we're here for is to find out what your goals are, um, you know, kind of go through the process a little bit and see what your options are and then help you figure out that final path. And it's hard these days, right? Rates are high, housing's high. So, I, you know, it's not always um, a rosy answer or maybe the answer that you want, but you're you're going to have to deal with something and we want to help you find the best solution. So. I think calling us as early as possible and just knowing that we're going to be there like through your whole divorce, through the the final part of your divorce, like we're going to be there to help you. Yeah. So how can our listeners get in touch with you? I know you're in the Denver area, but do you service other areas as well? Yeah, I can actually lend in almost all states, um, but I am way more focused on Denver. I prefer to do all of my work in Colorado for sure. Um, I mean, now, like since COVID, I haven't met with anybody in person in years. So doing something over Zoom, I think is is completely fine. I think that works better for everyone, even the clients. Um, but you can find me at Kite Team. So it's K-Y-T-E-T-E-A-M at ccm.com is our email or our phone number is 303-525-9077. And you can call or text at that phone number. And either myself or my team will answer immediately. 
Awesome. Well, Carla, thank you so very much for spending some time with me. And I look forward to seeing you again next time I'm out in Denver. Thank you, Jody. And I have to say really quick, thank you for everything that you do. Like you are there to support us all the time. I mean, I know we we text you probably at inappropriate times and so on, <laughs> but you are you're always there to support us through the Facebook group, you know, through this association, through I know I have a bat line to you, but um I appreciate it. Well, so, thanks, Carla. I appreciate that. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Divorce Literacy. Discover more strategies and solutions on divorce mortgage planning at divorcelendingassociation.com.